I'm not so sure if I actually prepared a sermon today or if the sermon actually prepared me. It's probably closer to that than anything else. As I was walking the beaches every day, trying to almost call every sunrise, missed one sunrise, but I almost got all of them. And I would walk the beach early in the morning and I just felt God's overwhelming presence and uh, it's the place where I hear God the most, God the clearest. It's just, it's just a place I love to, to commune with God. But as every day got closer to coming home, I felt more and more how much God was inviting me in to another level of blessing His name. And what blessing His name really, really, really means you know what our heart cries for, what our, what our soul needs, and what every part of our of who we are is desperate for is to to go to a deep place with God and never leave it. And it was wonderful how God was preparing my heart in order for me to go there first. And I remember one, there was one morning I was there on the beach and I just started to cry. Start being overwhelmed with His goodness, His kindness, His beauty. It's so, it's so easy to be overwhelmed with His beauty when you're by the ocean. It's just, it's just you know, the, the, the birds that fly by, you know, just the wave after wave, the sunrise, the, the clouds, the, you know, just the wonderful beauty of the ocean. It's easy to get carried away with it. But it was more than that. You know, the, the waves are, are this wonderful cleansing agent to the, for the beach. They, they, they change the beach every day. You know, every morning when we went down, the beach looked different. The sky looked different. The waves were either or lower or higher, depending on, on the wind conditions. And I thought, but what remains the same is the constant tide of God's love. And how it's from everlasting to everlasting. And so today, if I can convey anything from, from the few days that I walked the beach, I would want to convey to you the awesomeness of God's goodness. And how when we bless His name, what a great invitation that God is giving us into His presence. And how inviting He wants to be to us. And how desperate, actually, in a sense, not the same human desperateness, how desperate He is to be with us every moment of our lives. We're going to need His help to do that this morning. Father, so we thank You. We are grateful for Your, for your presence here right now. We're, we're, we're overwhelmed and, and we're just thankful that you're here with us and that you promise never to leave us or forsake us. So, Father, we, we accept your invitation this morning. We want to enter into you where you are. So help us to drop everything, to leave everything in our minds, in our spirits, in our souls, in our hearts, in our we would just drop everything that keeps us from knowing you more today. And that we would take the bold step into your presence right now. And that we would experience 
everything that you have for us today. Not only experience it, but breathe it in. So we ask this, we thank you for it, and we want to give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to imagine something with me today. Imagine that starting today, someone deposited $23,000 in your bank account. And they're going to do that every day now for the rest of your lives. Imagine someone dropping $23,000 in your bank account every day for the rest of your life. You wouldn't have to do anything for it. You wouldn't have to earn it. It would be simply deposited in your bank account. You wouldn't even have to think about it. Would that change your level of gratefulness this morning? Would it change it tomorrow? Next week? Would you get bored with getting $23,000 in your bank account every day for the rest of your life? Every day, God supplies 23,000 breaths to our lungs. 23,000 exhales and inhales, free of charge. We don't have to think about it. And every day that we're on this planet, we are guaranteed at least those 23,000 inhales and exhales. Now, does that change your level of gratefulness this morning? Which one would you want more? And how precious would it be if we spent more, a greater portion of those 23,000 exhales and inhales on praising God? How would that increase our level of gratefulness this morning, tomorrow, the next day, and for the rest of our lives? And yet this is the very same thing that God is inviting us to. This, this wonderful invitation that God gives us to bless His name. So if you wouldn't mind, just go to Psalm 103. Just got a few, a few thoughts this morning on Psalm 103. What I love about this psalm, it, it, it speaks about God's... He wants to be known and He wants us to know Him. We get an opportunity here to bless God for His forgiveness for His goodness, for His provision, for the, for the way He preserves us. This is all in this wonderful, wonderful Psalm 103. It's one of the, my favorite psalms to read, not just around this time, although it really fits around Thanksgiving, but I just love this. Listen to the start of this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. First of all, this grabs me because I love the fact that David talks to himself. Because that brings me great comfort that, because I talk to myself all the time. But what he's doing, he's saying to himself, he's saying to his soul, he's saying to the very core of who he is, that everything that's within him, his appetite, his, his emotions, the way he thinks, his opinions, the person that he is. He says, my soul, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. He is talking to himself. He's talking to his soul and he says, look, I'm giving you this invitation right now to bless God. 
Now, the word bless is, is, is this wonderful word called kneel. This is what the Hebrew word means. It means to kneel. Kneel and surrender and in submission, but a grateful one. See, there are many ways to kneel in this world. We can kneel before an enemy and give ourselves over to it. We can kneel before the enemy of disease, doubt, fear, anxiety. We can submit ourselves to it. We can surrender to it and give it dominion over us. Or we can kneel gratefully in worship before a great God who is going to take care of all those things for us. Bless the Lord, all my soul. Don't leave anything out. I'm going to kneel. I'm going to kneel before God. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold anything back from Him. I'm going to kneel everything that I am before Him in submission to Him because He is good. I'm going to bless Him. I'm going to kneel before Him. I'm going to give Him every part of who I am. From the very core of who I am as Jay cooking Him, I'm going to give Him everything. I'm going to kneel before Him. I'm going to bless His name. I'm going to recognize that He is sovereign and I am not. I'm going to recognize that He is God and I am not. I'm going to recognize that He is King and I am not. And that recognition sets me free to know who He is. This is how David starts this wonderful word with bless. You could stop there and last a whole long time thinking about this. Who are we kneeling before and what are we kneeling before? I'm going to kneel before my God and my great King. And David goes on to explain why he does this. Bless the Lord, all my soul and all that is within me. First of all, that word all means the whole of who I am. Every part of me. I'm not leaving anything back. Everything about me, all that is within me, I'm going to bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, all my soul. Here again, David is encouraging his soul. If you didn't get it the first time, I'm encouraging you, man. You've got to bless the Lord. Because why? Because I'm not going to forget all his benefits. That word benefits means reward. I am not going to forget his rewards to me. The rewards I've already experienced and the rewards that He promises me. I'm going to kneel before this God. I'm going to bless His name and I'm not going to forget all His benefits because He forgives all my iniquity. Everything that has gone wrong in my life, everything that I have chosen to do against God, Every sin that I have committed, God's going to forgive. I'm kneeling for this God who has the power to forgive me. I'm going to bless His holy name. So I'm not going to forget all His benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity? There isn't anything that God doesn't forgive. And who heals all your diseases? The word heal means, here means, to mend something by stitching it together. By stitching, like stitching a wound together. To to bring the wound together so so that it can heal, so that it can mend completely. But this is, do you see the beauty of that? That there's there's a personal nature to that? 
that God is hands-on in his, in his healing, that he wants to mend us, that, it, that he is personally involved in this. I love the beauty of that picture there, that God is hands-on in our healing process, who heals all your diseases. Now, this word is, it does mean illness, but it also means this, that whatever grieves you. I'm going to personally mend all that grieves you. I love that picture. Because sometimes it's not sickness that I'm worried about. There's other things that grieve me deeply. Past hurts, worries and concerns. The future. Whatever it is that grieves us. The sorrow in this world. You can turn on the news and get something that grieves you daily. God says, I want to be personally involved in mending that for you. And it's all of them. I love, we need to be awestruck throughout the scripture because it, it, it uses the word all, all the time throughout the scripture. It's just, it's just, passes, it's just powerful. Who heals all your diseases, who redeems you, who buys you back. Who buys you back, who pays the ransom for you. As if you were a prisoner of war, which we all were. Who redeems your life from the pit. That word pit means a trap and it also means destruction. He paid the price to free us from destruction. Who's getting excited yet? Anybody? Anybody getting ready to to kneel in your spirit before this and bless the Lord in a whole new, different way? He goes on. Who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. That word crown means to circle around someone and protect them. I love that. Okay. And I'm the only one excited. That's okay. Bless the Lord, all my soul, who forgets and forget not all his benefits, all his rewards, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals you, who personally mends you from all your diseases, from your illness, from the things that grieve you, who redeems your life, who buys you back your life from the pit, from destruction, from a trap, things that want to trip you up, things that keep you in captivity. I buy you back from that kind of lifestyle. I'm going to circle around you with steadfast love and mercy. Glory, hallelujah. I want to bless the Lord on my soul and all that is within me toward this great God and King who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good. That word satisfy means fills you beyond capacity. You can't help but be satisfied. With good, the best. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord, He works righteousness. He brings forth righteousness. And justice for all who are oppressed. He made known His way to Moses, His acts to the people of Israel. 
this word makes known means help helps people recognize who I am and makes you familiar with like family. This is God's heart towards us. He's making himself known so that we become familiar like family. It's great to come home from the beach. I love the beach. It's hard to leave the beach, but I'm, I'm glad to come home because I'm familiar with all of you. My family. God is saying, That's, I, want, I want you to feel that way when you're with me. I want to make myself so familiar that we feel like family. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger. That means patient. So patient to anger. And abounding in steadfast love, mercy, favor. He will not always chide. He will not always keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins. Thank God. Nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. Now here's one of the greatest lines in Scripture. As far as the east is from the west... So far does he remove our transgressions from us. That phrase, as far as the east is from the west, means that God is widening the gap. He is taking the east and the west and he is making it wider. That's what that word picture means. As far as the west is from the east, and that is pretty far. So far, he has taken our sins and removed them from us. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. And again, he talks about relationship. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame. Again, that's that that same word. He's, he's, He's familiar with us, like family. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field, for the wind passes over it, and then it's gone. And in its place, it knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to his children's children. God is so concerned about you. He wants to make sure that your children's children know Him. Who He is. That's how faithful God is. I feel like I should be on my knees just talking about this. To those who keep His covenant and remember to do His commands. That word keep means to guard and to hedge in. To build a barrier around. That I love God so much that I want to keep His commandments, then I'm going to build a barrier to everything else that would keep me from keeping them. The Lord has established His throne in the heavens, and His kingdom rules over all. There's that word again, all. Bless the Lord, all you angels, you mighty ones who do His word, obeying the voice of the word of His word. Bless the Lord, all His hosts, His ministers who do His will. Bless the Lord, all His works in all places of His dominion. And he, and again, he, <laughs> David ends the scripture the way he began it. Bless the Lord, 
my soul.